There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The Michael Reed Show Podcast. Tune in weekdays from 9 on LMFM. To contact us, email now. Michael at lmfm.ie David Harvey on LMFM. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us. Well, in the last hour, we spoke to Graham Campbell of Drogheda Boys and Girls FC about the arson attack uh, on their club over the weekend. Uh, Not that it appears to be an isolated incident by a mile. Uh, the difficulties around antisocial behaviour in the region have been discussed in this programme time and time again. Uh, but things appear to have reached a tipping point. Uh, continuing difficulties in the Rathmullen Park area are again under the microscope. And I'm joined on the line by Councillor Pio Smith of the Labour Party and Independent Councillor uh, Paddy McQuillan. Gentlemen, you're both welcome to the programme. Thanks for joining us. Um, Pio, could I begin with you? Um, it appears that... And I was looking at an email sent to this program the other day uh, talking about ongoing issues at a particular residence in Rathmullen Park, vacant, boarded up. Uh, for four years, I've been pestering the council to do something with a troublesome green area in my estate, uh, major antisocial issues, bonfires on a regular basis, windows broken, doors kicked in. Um, the, uh, the, the, the local st- fellows who were doing this took a bollard and used it as a battering ram to smash in the end gable wall of a vacant council house. I mean, what sort of people are these and what sort of behaviour is this and why doesn't somebody do something about it? Well, I mean, you're after accurately describing uh, some of the incidents that have taken place over the last number of years, absolutely. And, uh, like, the count- in fairness to former councillor Paul Bell... So that was the, la- that was the, last, that was the last couple of days... Yeah, that's not just in isolation. That that has happened over the last couple of years as well. I mean, this isn't just something that happened the last couple of days and sure. then didn't happen for a year or two. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all of the all like you, you can name, you can name that estate. I can name three other estates as well where it happens. And uh, like the whole key point is this, right? It isn't the buildings as such or the derelict buildings as such that cause the problem. The main cause of the problem is human activity in regards to antisocial behaviour. And we don't have a mechanism to be able to solve this problem. Uh, we rely on the guards primarily to solve it, which they will not solve antisocial behaviour on their own. We rely on the council to some extent to, to try and solve the problem, uh, and they won't solve it in isolation. So the council and the guards, yes, together, have a great chance of, of solving it. But as a community too, we have to solve it as well. And like we have to, we know from children who are going to primary school the probability of which child is going to become involved in antisocial behaviour. I mean, all of those, all of the factors are well known. Poverty, parents, history of convictions, imprisonment, single parenthood, youthfulness of the parents, low education levels. We know that. 
And if we know that in advance, why aren't we putting together programmes in the schools, early intervention, looking at these families, supporting these families, supporting these children, and then looking at even, uh, you know, youths, people who are at risk of, of, of engaging, that we can do educational programmes for them. Yeah, but you can, do, but you can do all you want, okay? And I will say yeah. this, and I mean, I take, I take your points very much on board. You do what you want, and I could do what I want as a kid, but if my parents didn't put the boot in, nothing happened. Well, I don't think it's as simple as, as that. Yeah, parenting, parents' responsibility absolutely is key. There's it's no gigantic, I would have thought. Yeah, it is, but it isn't the only mechanism as well, because you must remember that, you know, parents, uh, there, will, there will always be a section of people in our community who, for various reasons, have problems in regards to relationships and rearing children. That's just the reality of life that we live in. Mm. And so how do we support those people who are having problems rearing children? That's, that's the key thing we have to how do. How do we? Like, well, as I said earlier on, we have to put the, the, the structures in place from an early age. So, for example, you have, uh, we have the guards, we have the council. Yes, they play the role. Social services should be playing the role in conjunction with what's going on in, in the schools or an early, at an early level. Uh, we also have to have education programs. So, for example, if you've got a 13 or 14-year-old who is not going through the school system, in the UK they have a system where they actually put them into a, a, another learning and counselling environment and they provide small financial incentives for them to continue on in education or on and beyond the 16 years of age. And that has, that has shown to have a 40 to 60% reduction in antisocial behaviour with those individuals. We also have to look at the guards' use of uh, ASVO orders. I mean, to the best of my knowledge, there has been none issued in, in, uh, in the areas that we're talking about here today. And they play a role in it as well. Mm. You, know, they, you know, when the guard identifies a young uh, child or an adult as engaging in antisocial behaviour, a warning is given. If it's a child, for example, the parents are brought in to the guard, the chief superintendent, and a discussion takes place. Now, why haven't those orders not been issued? When we all, when a lot of people know who's carrying out the problems, who's causing the problems. So it's a combination of efforts here that we have to get right. And what we have in place at the minute is the council and the guard, but we don't have the structures in place to be able to go in and talk to young people who are at risk of antisocial behaviour, and we don't have the structures in place to address the family systems that aren't working properly. Okay. Uh, Paddy McQuillan, I just want to bring you on here. I'm looking at a document here. Uh, Minister McEntee publishes report of Drogheda scoping exercise, 70 actions to improve community safety and well-being, uh, immediate actions, 150 grand secured from dormant account funds to contribute to implementation of recommendations, blah, 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 crime prevention, youth services. Is any of this happening? Well, from, from where we stand as councils, it doesn't, doesn't appear to be a whole lot happening with this report as of yet. And uh, maybe there's a scurry of activity in, in, in Dáil Éireann at the higher level to get this off the ground. But you're right, the implementation, the second two recommendations that came from this report, they need to be implemented. And we need to see the plans for the implementation of the recommendations. Um, I totally agree with you. The, 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 the problem is it's multifaceted and there has to be a multi-agency approach to this. Uh, inter- early intervention is essential when you're dealing with antisocial behaviour. And structures need to be put in place and, fi- and funds need to be made readily available for these structures to be implemented. Mm. Uh, we have youth groups in the area that are working out of um, premises that are not, not fit for, fit for purpose. Uh, there's no community house in the area. 
that's a recommendation in the game on the court too. Uh, the one in Moneymore works very well down there. So, but you know the, the people of the area they need to buy into, they need to want this community house, uh, and that might inject some life, some new life into the area. And people, if people take ownership of it, well then. They look after it. It'll be theirs. It'll be theirs. It'll, it'll, it'll help you in the community. It'll help the environment. And it'll increase people's well-being. Okay, so when you look at this as, a, as, an, as an overall structure, you have a whole load of stakeholders in this. You've got social workers. You've got, um, you've got the Gardaí. You've got the council. You've got the HSE. And then right at the centre of, of it, you have the family unit. You know, you have the kids yeah. who are involved in this and presumably their parents. But who do you get to sort of wrap it all up into a bow and make sure that the individual or individuals, when they start to go off, uh, off on one as a as young people, that they're actually dragged back into line and that all of these things are brought together? Who will take the ultimate responsibility for that? Well, at the end of the day, if they're underage, the parent is responsible for the children. You know. Yeah, but it's clear in these ca- in these cases they, to a degree, are abdicating the responsibilities. Well, I wouldn't say they're abdicating. We can't say that. That to abdicate the responsibility, you can't say things. Like I can't. I can't say it because I'm. I'm. It is happening time and time again. They're not doing the job they should be doing as parents. Otherwise, this wouldn't maybe be happening. Parents, maybe the parents are struggling too. We don't know this. That's why we need a multi-agency approach to this. Here was like. Yeah. So I know, but I'm asking you a question. Who takes responsibility? Who ultimately should take responsibility? Well, I believe if if your child if your child is involved in antisocial behaviour, then the parent does as well. Now, which? The parents. The parents, yeah. Well, that's exactly what I said, actually. Okay, uh, let's get back to your PO for a second. Um, I, I, I see here from the email that came to the station about Rathmullen Park, and I, I don't want to s- talk about that too much because we also, as you said, there are other places around that are that are that are tr- have had their own troubles. Um, there's a line in this email that says the council seemed to treat the area with absolute contempt. Only for the fact that I'm experiencing it myself, I simply wouldn't believe they could be so disinterested in dealing with a handful of problem tenants. Would you accept that? No, I don't think the council treat the area with contempt or any other area with contempt. I think what happens is there's a number of things happening, really, that the general population wouldn't know about in regards to the council. For example, the council are operating under the same annual budget uh, in 2021 as they operate in 2011. Uh, staff have been let go, obviously, with natural wastage in the council and haven't been replaced because we don't have the money to replace them. Uh, the other thing then is in regards to you take antisocial behaviour. If the antisocial behaviour is occurring in the vicinity of where you live and you ring up the council and you say, I know such and such a person is involved in antisocial behaviour and I'm making an official complaint about it. That complaint is treated with absolute confidentiality to the extent that if a high court case was taken by that individual who was named uh, in the antisocial behaviour incident, a high court judge could not get the name of the person who actually contacted the council. That's how confidential it is. So we have to be able to get the community to feel confident that when they do report something to the council, that something will be done about it. The second thing then is, and actually what happens then is when, when, when it is reported, and the council will send somebody out to talk to the people who live in the vicinity and ask them, is this going on and is this individual involved? And, and again, all those responses are treated uh, confidentially. Uh, you know, and of course, you know, there are tenant, people, tenants have rights and individuals have rights who are accused of 
antisocial behaviour. So it is a complex uh, thing. And, and in a lot of cases, it takes a lot of time to address the issue. The other thing then in relation to this incident that we're talking about, this, this design, this issue was brought up three or four years ago. Former Councillor Paul Bell was working on it. And uh, a design, the, the councillor said, yes, this is an infill area, so we can build houses here and renovate houses here. We can actually get money from the housing finance agency to do this. But the problem is, because we don't have the staff, we don't have the internal expertise to do the design that's needed. So what the council did was they went and attended us, they advertised for the design team to come in, and they got zero responses. So now what they have to do is go nationally and look for a design team to come in to address the problem of you. Okay, it sounds like a very, very complex issue with, with, with the Gardaí, with the HSE, with yourselves and the council, and uh, obviously a lack of funding. All right, uh, Councillor P.O. Smith and Councillor Paddy McQuillan, uh, thanks to both of you for uh, coming on. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.